Oh, hey there. Welcome to, welcome to the Primordial Soup Podcast, Dark Age. You know who I am. Introduce yourself, Greenland. Ah, yeah. Hey, I cooked a, I cooked a bread today. Cool. I'm really sleepy. Like, even more sleepy than I than I was before. Yeah, I um, I'm a bit awake because the bread fumes got to me, and I'm a bit excited. How about we talk about that before we delve into like the deep, the de- the deeper, sadder stuff? Maybe we should like waddle in right now. We'll talk about bread, like a lull the audience and a false sense of security. If you're luring people into a false sense of security, you shouldn't tell them, you retard. Ah, don't worry. A charismatic enough person can dig themselves out of any hole. I don't have that charisma, do I? Um, you know what? Let's talk about this thing I wrote down. So, while I was cooking bread, um, my, uh, my dad, he was cooking rice pudding next to me. And, uh, I asked him and I was able to save the recipe. He, he gave me the, he gave me his recipe for his rice pudding. I got it. I wrote it down, too. Um. Would you like me to uh, read it out for you? Maybe you can make your own rice pudding? No, no, I'm good. I'll read it out for the audience, because maybe some of the audience members said yes, and we don't want to deny them that kind of... God, fuck. It's kind of cold in here, too. It's probably why I'm still awake so much. Alright. I'm going to put a blanket over me. Um, So, my dad's rice pudding. You want to make it? Uh, you're going to need about... Uh, Ooh, what if I put some a nice ASMR actually, like a like a nice thing to make the audience tired? So, for the ingredients, you're gonna want to put a nice eight cups of milk. Uh, what type of milk? Usually, it doesn't matter too much. My dad uses. Two- yeah. If, if I if I like fall asleep and I'm not talking, just yell or something. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll yell. I'll yell. Well. So we're going to want to start with 8 cups of milk. Uh, 2% is what um, what I usually use. I, I don't know about half and half, but you could probably uh, make do with it. This isn't a too complex recipe. I think half and half would actually do better since it's less watered down. Um, then you're going to need 1 cup of rice. Uh, white rice usually is what you do. Uh, you're, going to want, you're going to want to use white rice. You're also going to want a single cinnamon stick. Just fresh cinnamon stick. Um, and like one of the dried bits you would get from like a, in like a spice rack. Then you're going to want around three to four bay leaves. Uh, the amount of bay leaves depends really on their size. Uh, um, and, uh, and uh, like, uh, a couple other things. doesn't matter. You know, the, you can you can mix and match this to change it. It's not like baking. You don't need to be exact for everything. Then you're going to want a cup of sugar uh, for sweetening the rice pudding. Otherwise, it's just going to taste like plain rice, which plain rice is good and all, but this is we're, made to make, we're trying to make a dessert here. And then you also, if you really want to, you could also get some vanilla extract. Um, but that's kind of optional if you really, really want sweet rice pudding, and like the sugar isn't going to be enough for it, or you're gonna, you can't. Are you supposed to put cinnamon on rice pudding? I did. I said I did. You weren't listening. I I said we had one cinnamon stick. We put in rice pudding. Yeah, I was, I was half asleep. Yeah. Right. No, don't worry, don't worry. I'll scream at you. I'll warn the audience too, so they can cover their ears or something. No. Now. For the instructions, um, you're going to want to pour the, all your milk, all your eight cups, into a nice large pot. Decent pot to hold all the eight cups comfortably, um, plus the rice. 
and the sugar and the cinnamon sticks and the bay leaves. You're going to want a few inches, uh, generally, uh, the, of the milk hanging below the pot. Oh, and also the rice puffs up, so take it, take that into account. So maybe about like halfway up the pot. Um, so you're going to want to start cooking the milk a bit. You're going to want to let it heat up. You don't want to put the rice in immediately. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to you're going to want to rinse and strain the rice. You're going to want to strain the rice really, really good because you don't want to you want to have as little water as possible getting in your rice pudding. The water ruins the texture and the flavor at the same time, so you do not want that. So all you do that, you can also heat up the milk. Um, that's pretty useful because rice in cold milk usually doesn't go too well as what you know uh, quite like rice in warm milk. That's a that's a very lovely uh, little set of advice. Um, once you add that rice, you're gonna want to start stirring it, and you're going to keep stir for the whole time you're cooking. You're going to try to stir it as much as possible, slow and steady over time, constantly. This is just to make sure that um that the heat distributes evenly, and that none of the rice gets cooked too quickly. Otherwise, you're gonna end up with burnt rice pudding or undercooked in certain parts, and that's just not gonna taste very good or feel very good. Then, um, once you put the rice in, you're going to want to add your cinnamon and your bay leaves just in the pot. And you just mix them around all together. You don't have to, you know, put the, keep them on top of the pot like uh, that one Russian meal I tried before. Where you have to, like, cover everything and, like, you have to keep everything covered in the pot in order to keep it from stewing. Yeah, we don't need to do that. This is a simple recipe for a simple man. Great recipe, actually, if you're kind of poor. Um, because a lot of these these ingredients are all pretty cheap. Um, at least where I come from, I mean, this city's pretty close to a lot of dairy farms, so that's why the milk's so cheap. Um, and anyway, as you keep stirring, you're gonna want to once you're gonna you're just want to keep stirring it and cooking it for a decent amount of time. How hot you cook it? Uh, I wouldn't cook it high or low. I would recommend cooking it at like a nice medium heat. It's a good amount of milk, so it's gonna take it a lot of heat to really heat that stuff up. Um, good night, Goldie. <laughs> so once the milk is nice and foamy, you know, it's got like bubbles going around it and it's got like the All right, audience, please cover yours. I'm going to scream. Goldie, Goldie, are you awake? What the, what the fuck? <laughs> uh that's right. I really liked that. So anyway, um well, you're going to want to wait for the milk to start foaming, and the rice should be soft and sticky at this point. It, should, it shouldn't fall off too easily. It shouldn't be too hard. It should also be puffed up nice and good, like like cooked rice. That's that's a, that's a good that's that's a good sign that it's working. It might take a bit of time like this. It might take like thirty minutes, maybe an hour, depending on how slow you cook it. It's all right. You don't you can cook the rice pudding pretty nice and slow. It's just you just have to keep stirring it. So I wouldn't cook it too slow. Anyway, once you're gonna do that, you're gonna add your sugar and/or your vanilla. Now, I say one cup of sugar, but that's not exactly the gold standard. One cup, one cup of sugar is different depending on what type of sugar you use. One cup of white sugar and one cup of brown sugar is very different because one cup of white sugar is gonna be some Swedish kind of like a uh, Swedish, like kind of sweet, you know, sort of like a little tangly rice, whereas one cup of brown sugar is gonna be like almost paralyzingly sweet. Because, you know, brown sugar is a lot sweeter than white sugar. You're just going to change your preferences based on how sweet you want it. Um, usually, I, there's no really, um, I didn't really specify here because it's just a thing that I, I know. That's just a thing you kind of learn after cooking rice pudding for a while. Is how much sugar you should put depending on what type of sugar 
it's, just, it's a trial and error process, if I'm going to be honest. And this isn't too expensive to make, so it's not too hard to trial and error it. And there's not too much on the line, really, if you're cooking this. I recommend your first time be, like, you cook this on the side with something else. Um, like, you don't have to rely on eating the rice pudding for dinner or anything, like I did today. Anyway, once you, you're going to want to mix it thoroughly for a little longer. Stir it for a couple more minutes to really get that sugar and everything. Really let it soak. Um, and then once it's ready, you can start putting in your serving bowls and enjoy. I recommend eating it by dusting a little bit of ground-up cinnamon powder on top of it. Um, probably take out like the cinnamon stick or bay leaf if you got it. Oh, I should mention, if you really want cinnamon taste, add like two or three, add two or three cinnamon sticks instead of just one cinnamon stick. It, it does help a lot. Um, anyway, I'll put some tips. Goldie, you still awake? Um, ladies and gentlemen, please cover your ears and or turn down your volume. Goldie! The audience is listening. You're sleeping? You're sleeping? You're tired, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Grab a coffee. Grab a cup of coffee, Goldie. I can't make coffee right now. It's fucking 10 o'clock. You don't own a French press, bro? My parents threw away my coffee coffee machine. Why? It was filled with, like, tiny little roaches. Oh, yeah, I see why. You should get a French press. Pretty easy to prep, pretty easy to clean. I recommend I recommend one also because... French press, like, cringe press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but French presses are really lovely for making coffee. My favorite way to make coffee, if I'm going to be honest. All you got to do is you got to grind up some coffee beans. You got to pour it in there with some boiling hot water. And then you just got to press down with all your might through a filter. It's really lovely, and it's pretty easy to clean, too. Anyway, are you done explaining your fucking rice recipe? I'm just going to give some nice tips and tricks uh, for a rice recipe because rice pudding is more than just cooking the rice. You also got to store it, and there's specific ways to store rice. You got to wait for the rice to cool down completely before you store it away. If you try to cool the rice in the fridge or anything, it's going to ruin the texture and the flavor. It's just not going to go well. It's going to cool down too fast. Same thing goes with bread that I'm cooking downstairs. Except you can't eat, you, you can't eat bread while it's still warm because otherwise it'll um its texture gets fucked in the ass. Um, do not cover the rice pudding until it's fully cooled down. As the rice pudding's cooling down, it's going to lose a bit of moisture and water. You do not need to preserve that moisture and water. Preserving the water once it's escaped the pudding is only going to ruin, is only going to mess with the texture. And it's going to lead to like this really disgusting sort of like pre-cum looking shit on your pudding. And it, it, it doesn't taste great. It tastes like, it tastes like, um, tastes like, it tastes like if you collected water from like straining rice, it tastes like filtered rice water. Um, and you remember, stir for the entire time while cooking. I recommend rice pudding is best served while chilled. So you're going to want, so rec I recommend cooking rice pudding sometime during like at night, probably after dinner. Um, since it only uses like three ingredients, since it only requires like three uh, kitchen utensils to cook, like a spoon for stirring, a pot for mixing and a, um, a ladle for ladling. Um, of course, there's also the storage materials, but you're not going to be cleaning those since you're going to be storing rice pudding. Mm -hmm. oh, hey, Goldie. Um, mm. 
the new Hardy Sn- Frisco. The, the new Snickers. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I recommend once it's cooled, I recommend cooking it uh, at night after dinner and then letting it cool down overnight. Since it's winter here, there's no flies or bugs out uh, to like eat to like uh, to like fuck with the pudding. Oh shit! Did you notice though the wind like? I stood outside in the wind. I took a video. Yes, I was so cold. I still haven't like fully recovered from heating. Yeah, that video was like your own version of the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> that's not the that's not the most Blair Witchy video I've taken. Okay, one time I got lost in the it, one time I got lost in Mexico and I took a video. I got I got lost in like kind of like this sort of it was like this kind of like. Can you stop talking about fucking pudding? And can we get to what Dark Age is really about? Oh, I'm finished with the pudding recipe. Right, well, I'll send you a photo if you want a more detailed look. Me and Greenby had a talk about a, a, a dream I had. Let me talk about a dream I had. I didn't have... No, let me talk about... I haven't uploaded the part one of the, the regular podcast. And so we're just doing the Dark Age episodes. Let me just explain the situation. So basically, I had a very, very vivid, very vivid dream. So vivid, you could taste the ass. I, I, I could, I could feel the warmth of another person. Although I don't, you never described to me that there was any sex in this dream. It was, it was just like rom- It was kind of just romantic warmth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just like basically the dream that it was. It felt like an alternate universe where I had asked my old crush out. I was a man and actually manned up and asked. Then a time skip happened where um we got engaged, and the weirdest part about that dream was that it was like an engagement party. And for some ben reason, ten characters were there congratulating you. Yes. No, 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 no. It was family members, but the only Ben, there was like a loose Kevin 11 Ben 10 character, especially he was in his alien design, and I just said hi to him. He just said, Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Was he like a real, was it like, did he look like a real person? Was it just like a real person who looked like Kevin 11? Or did like, was it just like a cartoon Kevin 11 in the middle of like all these other real looking people, like sort of um, who framed Roger Rabbit style? I don't know exactly how to describe it. He ki- he kind of looked animated, kind of, but like he was also real. Like, he was in that good middle threshold. He managed to be in the middle of real and and stylized and not so, hit the so, yeah. Of I was I was kind of sort of just being in that body and just witnessing everything until I realized that I was dreaming. Then the whole dream started to just fall apart slowly. Sully was I was going back into the void and then I just woke up. So yeah, I felt I felt I woke up from that dream really sad, really sad, just depressed. And just just in general, just sad. And I and I told everyone I told a lot of people about my dream, including Green Bean. Um this this one friend that I have who lives in like what the UK or something, I forgot. And yeah, I told a lot of people. I told the group chat, and they were they just I don't know they kind of made fun of me. B- 
because before I stated, I just said, this dream just proves that I'm down bad. Has anyone heard that term? I'm about to pull a word girl on y'all, and I'm about to explain the word. So down bad means that you're really desperate for affection and, you know, a girlfriend. That's what down bad means. So when someone's like, man, you're, you're really... You're really pretending to like this thing just so you could get with that girl, man. You're really down. That's called bad. simping. I I think like I. Th- no, I don't. We don't. We don't use that term in that house. Not Fuck anymore. I guess because the term simp has been used so much. We all. We all simp at some point in our lives. I've done that before. Okay. Well, um, I've done some things that I regret now because I was looking. For- no, 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 simping is definitely different from being down bad. Down simping is is giving physical things like donating money. Simping is not exactly physical things. It's also favors. Simping is doing stuff for a girl's affection, even if there's no guarantee for said affection. I've done a yeah, and and down bad is just down bad. It's it's a different it's a different thing from simping. They're pretending to like things the girl likes. They're pretending to like. Like they're they're using their language, you know, you know, with the sparkles and the fairies and the no with the heart on it. Yeah, they're doing that type of shit, all because they want a girlfriend. So down bad is definitely a different term than simping. It's a it's a different, much much different thing. So yeah, and and then, um, I kind of reverted back to when I first moved here. After I woke up in that dream, I looked for, like, some Instagram accounts for some of my old friends, nothing. And and then I just started looking through Google Photos, looking for this one photo I had taken mere days before my inevitable exile from L.A. Thank God. And, um, and so, like, I still had the image of uh, my crush, um, the old friend I had... I'd mentioned in the podcast before. Well, well, I still haven't uploaded that episode, but spoilers. Sorry, no, it's not spoilers. So yeah, and and then and then I found a picture, an old picture from back in. Oh, I don't know, like I don't know, I forgot. And um, I I saw that it was a screenshot of a phone because I took a picture of an address because I was going to a friend like birthday party. And then I, I saw the phone number. I'm like, oh, shit. Could, could it still be in, even be in service? So I just... And so I contacted the phone number. And yeah, it turns out they were still using that phone. We, we started talking and, you know, we just... And she the, she got me into the game Ninjala on Switch. Uh, and I just we just been talking. It's... <sighs> And Green Bean has warned me against telling her about the dream since I, um, the my crush was friends with her actually before I came along into their you know group. Remember, look, your dreams so, are your unfiltered thoughts, and many th- and we have like and, and and also okay, and also she was she um she actually asked me if I'd known my crush's location and and I I told her I was going to ask you the same thing so neither of us know her whereabouts 
all I heard from um, one up boy who I've had on the podcast before in the only non-canon episode, trust me, there'll be more. And more when I go back to Crystal. He, he told me, he told me that all he knew was that um she had left school, and I believe so had um the old friend that I had that I'm talking with currently. So, yeah, and I. And, I had a conversation with with Green Bean about how I still think of the, of that dream, and he told me the special thing about that dream is that you remember it. And then, and then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I have remembered only some rare dreams, like like how I was at my old elementary school, but it was super glitched, like cyberpunk level glitch. No, beyond that. Cars were floating in the fucking sky. The trees were were like polygons and shit. So yeah. And I still think about that and and I was then I was telling him it, that um that further cemented my desire to like look for my old crush's like account maybe. And I, and then I told him I, I don't know what I'd really do even if I'd found her. It'd be awkward just not telling her and just being friends with that weight on me and asking her out. That didn't go well last time. And, 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 hey, Green Bean, uh, you know what? Just tell me. I don't care if my reality would be shattered. What did that face mean? That's the face of someone who never really thought about a relationship with you prior and they and if it it's 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 something that you that like I've known before because I've made that face before, the 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 experience of like think of like knowing that someone who you've known before has actually had feelings with her for them, whether or not you had those feelings back, it's just a big rush of emotions at the first start, and then you're kind of just left there to pick up the pieces. The problem is that you left before you know. I guess she could really tell you her vinyl verdict, whether or not she liked you. So you're left with that mystery, that kind of that thought in your head. You um, because you left San, uh, San Francisco, because you left LA at um, because you left LA just a few days later. She hadn't real. I guess she hadn't had the time to collect herself and tell you uh, about her real feelings um for you, whether or not she had them, of course. Um. So, you're kind of stuck in this mystery. You don't know whether or not she did like you back. You don't know whether or not she will want you back. You don't know what you'll do if you ever do find her or if you will find her. (laughs) When you said that you never know if she'll want you back, I thought of um, the song by the Jackson 5. You, you know, the, oh, baby, give me one more chance. Won't you please let me back in your heart? Oh, darling, I want my collection. No, oh, I don't know the lyrics to this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, but, yeah, I thought about that song. Man, my head's in a position where I feel like I'm gonna snap my own neck. I'm gonna adjust myself yet. I'm sitting in my bed. Mm. So yeah, and 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 also, I kind of like 
the old friend I was talking to. I, I like I I I I had a crush on her, and that's when I had my big premonition that I'd now follow. Now. I am yeah. dumb bad. I am really just searching for affection. I'm just trying to speed run life and find a find someone that I love and get it I over mean, with. That's when I had that. Big here's revelation. here's something that I need to show. I need to tell you this. You're the way you're telling this is kind of getting me worried a little bit. So I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm right here. So, um, a life alone is always going to be more worthwhile than a life of forced love. If you try to just find a roommate, yeah, I, I, I really, I really forced it. So I kind of just dropped that. Like what? <laughs> After a week, I don't know. So yeah, so I went back to just doing it the natural way, and that's how I had a crush on uh, Greenby knows who she. She was really mm-hmm. cool. I'm re- I've I haven't had a crush since that one Asian girl from middle school. Should I talk about that? Did I ever tell you about her? The, this I don't know why, but this reminds me of another situation. And this was back in my first days of first grade when I was a oh, wee lad. Still the skinniest One time in there was this family. girl who fell in love with And the first friend, the first friend ever that I had made was Desiree. And yes, she was, she was, she was a girl. A girl. A woman? Oh no, man! No. The sewing. Oh. And and so and so. Yeah, that was my first friend, but I didn't really see her a lot after the first grade. So life just kind of went on until I had a cl- I I decided, hmm, whatever happened, to Desiree? And then I thought, there's there's like two girls named Desiree in my class. Maybe one of them is her. But they both hated me. You see, you see, that was the common what? thing people hating me in elementary school for absolutely no reason. Well, I was weird. I was a fucking weirdo back in my um fourth In third fifth grade, grade, I got accused of sexual assault, okay? People saw me as really weird on that point. That's also where, like, that's, that's where... The... <laughs> that was far different, far different from a, what a I guy, was in a kid, a kid accused I mean, me of humping him because he didn't like me, so he said, I'm going to tell the teacher that you humped me and the teachers wouldn't believe me when I said that I didn't even know what humping was. Because the concept of sex to me didn't really arrive until middle school. I knew that it was a thing, but I... This, this reminds me of a situation. I've talked about the the like time I was racist one time, but I, don't, I, don't, I never really got into this other situation. I used to have a... I had a lot of frenemies where I was cool with them one second, and then they'd fuck with me the other. So... That's not there a friend of me. That's talk a piece of relationship. Steven. Steven was a fuck. Steven was a fucking weirdo. He was weird. I had a field trip one time, and then like I saw Pep Boys billboard, and like I and and then I sang the jingle because uh I really liked the jingle. And then, and then he replaced the Pep in it with bad, and I was like, you know, shut the fuck up. That's annoying, bro. Like just sing the regular one. No, but I'm talking about a separate situation. So. We were going up the stairs, and I forgot what happened. It's really blurry, but eventually it led to Stephen telling a teacher that I threatened to uh, shoot him. So the counselor performed an interrogation on me, and I <laughs> I said I didn't do it, but he said, oh, so was Stephen and the teacher lying? 
And since I was a pure boy, I said, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know what possessed me to say no, but I said, no, they weren't liars. So I had to come up with like alibi and my alibi changed like every time. First, it was that I forgot what the first one was. I just remember the second one where I got my brother in on it. I just said, oh, my brother has an app called Guns and like it was really cool. And he got called to the council. You know, me. that happened. That, and, I, and it's really, it's that really fuzzy after grade. that. Um, so, and, but I did get off. Should, should, should I tell you how that happened to me in third grade? So in third grade, and, and and I think I think that was the catalyst for them trying to send me to a mental health place after I dropped a comic book that I had made back in what third grade based off of the what it was like a stickman sniper shooter game, and I made a comic off of that. I and, and like I dropped it one time, and guess where I dropped it in the worst place the bitch teacher. possible, right near. The fucking t- counselor's office and like a teacher or like not a teacher i think the actual counselor was like walking by and she like she saw it and she's like holy fucking shit and like a dumbass i signed it i signed oh. the book and you know it was called i called up my parents got called up and they they were given a flyer of a mental <laughs> health place obviously they never sent me to it because i'm not a fucking i'm not I'm, <laughs> Oh, elementary school was a elementary school was uh, elementary school was kind of like a person with bipolar for me. It's like um, if somebody was telling my story, elementary school would be like that person had fucking bipolar. Have I already talked about on the podcast how much of a bitch my fifth yes. grade teacher was? Can I talk about how much? Can I talk right, about good. how much of a? Really can I talk about how much of a bitch this one kid was? He's the same kid who said I humped him. He said that he 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 created. Okay, so I should mention how he said. He, so basically, this kid didn't really like me too much. I was kind of annoying back then. I wouldn't say too much, but this kid decided instead of saying something like, "Oh, Enrique is annoying. Can you get him to leave me alone?" or something like that, he goes to the teacher, and the, and he says to the teacher, "Hey." This kid's been humping me, and the teacher calls me. the The teacher like like calls the principal. She's like, "I'm sending you to the principal for what you did." And I go to the principal, and the principal over there basically, thanks to that, I knew what the birds and the bees were because the principal gave me the talk on sex and sexual assault. Uh, to me, a oh, fucking shit. second grade kid, seven years old, wee little baby. Literally holding back tears because he's in the principal's office. Because the principal's office was like the worst punishment he could think of back then. That it was, was basically like I, I, I felt like I'd done it. That was, that, was, that was the biggest walk of shame you had to take. Actually, in, actually in really big school. tangent. The walk like in shackles with. The oh no! Teacher, I didn't get like sent. I didn't get sent by the teacher, teacher or the security you. guard. She literally just told me, "Watch the principal's office. The principal will meet you there." And I went there completely alone, unsupervised. I just walked there because I was a good. Yeah, and then yeah, that was really the case. And then you would enter the office. It's cold desolation. Everyone, everyone actually. To someone. That's it's kind of strange because the, the the school I went to. They had the principal's office had these big windows facing south, which is towards the sun, so it was always warm there. Mine was really fine. Mine was like really compact. There was two entrances, one inside and one outside. And the one inside, the entrance, you would go in, you would 
you would like you would turn left and then right again and that and then on the right would be the counselor's office and if you turn left it would be um you could enter. I think there were two offices i forgot what the first office was for but the second office was for the assistant principal like you know you principal. could and then if you go a little bit more forward you get the main office you know the reception the lobby and like I don't know if I don't, I don't know if every elementary school had this, but it was there was like this wall, this wall dedicated to like this this technology but... wall. It wasn't a shelf; it was literally a technology wall. It looked like the fucking Colossus it was like computer. A, it was full of computers. And, yeah, it was, it was just it was just a whole wall headed to that, and right next to it was a door with the principal in that room. My principal's office from the school, you would enter the door to the principal's office, like the principal's office, you could enter it through a door that was on the outside. So you wouldn't have to walk into the office. Another situation that I never really talked about was a stupid one. And it was really small. It was just a stupid one. Like our school had like board games released at like recess. So anyone could come into the, locker that was run by it that started it used to not be run by anyone but the, eventually it got run by a because a kid probably like fucking and went like bananas and, and then like the the bell rang and like there were there the kids i was playing with like oh i want to like continue our game like i wonder if we could take the pizza i'm like well i mean like guess like she asked, oh, does this belong to like the school? And I'm like, no, the kids buy him, and they're down. The the, the students buy him. Uh, that was retarded back then. And then I go to class. Someone spotted the piece next to my desk that I tried to hide. It's some snitch ass bitch motherfucker. And yeah, I got in trouble for that, but it wasn't really anything big. And 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 can we just can we just talk about those types of kids? And I I used to have a friend Andrew, and um, it it was a different Andrew than one I know. He was like a blonde, and he had the face of um, fuck, what was his name? Uh, I I don't know. He just had the face of oh, now I remember Ron Perlman. Really come up really quickly, Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. He had that kind of jutting <laughs> out face. Yeah, he, was, like, he, was, he was blonde, but he. He was blonde, but he usually had a shaved head, and he always <laughs> wore this blue um hoodie. And I forget how this altercation started, but he started he started crying and for like I don't know some Hot Wheels coloring book or something. And then I slapped him in the back so hard he started crying even more. And then and then I I didn't see him really after that situation. But in middle school, he was in one of my classes with my math teacher, Mr. Lancaster. By the way, I heard he was the meanest teacher, so I didn't really like being in that class. And so he suffered from what I'd call, or a phenomenon called, fake Oh, he tried being like a cool kid? Basically, he he did what most black students do. Okay, 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 okay. Let me take that Most back. black students who aren't from the hood. Not just black students. Everyone can go under the if, fake thug syndrome. It's it's when they start talking like, you know, usually me every day, but not during the podcast. And, like, he, he made fun of me because that was the fun thing to do. That's what bullies like to do, make fun of me. And so, 
And so he, even though I mentioned to him the fact that that day where I slapped him in the back so hard, he started crying like a bitch. I don't think anyone ever listened to me. And I think he managed to convince his little goonies that he always hanged out with that he was, I was saying a false truth. But, you know, I don't care. The information stays with me. He can, he can act cool. He can act any way he wants. He could pretend he's cool. But I'll always, it'll always stay in my mind the fact that he cried like a little fucking bitch in the asphalt, in the giant asphalt area in my school. You know what I would have done? So, Andrew, Andrew, if you're listening to this, fuck you, cocksucker motherfucker. I hope you're happy now. I just released that information to the entire world. You cried like a little fucking bitch, like a baby, because you were. And you could pretend you could have that facade of being cool, but you'll never truly be. I hope you burn just like just like me every day at John Muir when I was bullied, stabbed in the back. By the way, when I was stabbed in the back, literally with a pencil, it almost hit a major artery. That could have been my last because you day got stabbed on earth. In the fucking back. And Giovanna, if you're listening to this, I hope the dick you were sucking when you got kicked out of school. <laughs> she was got kicked worth out for it. sucking dick. I hope it was worth it. Yeah, and she was ugly. She was fat and ugly. I think, I think she had to pay someone else. She had to pay the person Cock she was balls? sucking dick from. She had to pay that because she was ugly. And like I said, she looked like the bartender from Shrek. <laughs> what? Well, how the hell did she get? Dude, this reminds me of one time like... in fifth grade, two girls were caught fingering each other in the bathrooms. Oh my yeah. fucking and God. And it was this one girl who... What are the... uh, that, that reminds me of, the, of my boy's locker room where... A lot of people, like, while they were changing into their PE clothes, they were just Actually, fucking running around naked. here's a story not from me. Well, well, not naked. Obviously, they would be in their underwear. They'd be getting in trouble if they were butt-ass naked, but they would run around chasing people okay. with their shirts in their hands, just chasing them. Here's, here's, I got two I got two-for-one stories based on PE, both from the same middle school. One is from me, the other is from my sister. The first one is from me. But basically, this one time, there was this one kid who was thought he was really, really hot shit. And he was only around for a few days. He was like a transfer student. And he was just spending a couple days at school here. One day, he was like, hey, he, he, he yelled at me because I was like right behind him. We were walking out. He was like, hey, you want to see something, white boy? I think that's what he said. Or I was walking with another friend of mine who was white, um, too. I still know him. He's pretty nice. Um... So basically, we turn around, we see him. He's just standing there, looking like motherfucking Django from Django Unchained. Right when he's about to, sh- like, uh, like, well, right when he's about to, like, shoot that one guy. Uh, like the what was it called? The I like when you die. Oh, are you talking about? Are you talking about the face he made? No, the no, no, no. Like, house? what's the, I like when you die, boy? Scene. That's what it was called. You know, the one where he's like standing in that like blue dress, and he's like about to shoot the one. I forgot what it was called. One of the brothers who was he was hunting after. Yeah, he's like, I like the way you die, boy. Well, no, and then he, he shoots he, him. He, in he the head, shoot him in the head. He shoots him in the. He shoots him in the yeah. heart, and then as he falls down, he says, "I like the way you die, boy." Yeah, he looks exactly like. Look at look up the scene. Just look up. I like the way you die, boy. Scene. 
I'm, I, I know what exactly. you're talking about, Enrique. I watched Jango. I watched he Django stood exactly like you. how Django stood in that scene, fucking legs out open, hands out, looking like a motherfucker. Man, Chris, have I mentioned how Christoph Waltz? Hey, is don't sidetrack. He's standing there like he's a motherfucker. He's He's standing like a motherfucking toddler about to tell his mommy that he shit the bed. (laughs) He's got the biggest fucking grin on his face. He pulls his pants down. No wonder we're under them pants. Full on three inch cock just sitting out there in the open. No hair. That's what I just said. That's exactly what he did. He pulled his pants down. He flashed me. He flashed me with a two-inch monster. No, he he didn't get in trouble. I was... I was too... I was... I was... I was too, like, dumbfounded. I was like, damn, he got some fat balls, though. I don't want to report him for that. (laughs) What the fuck, bro? Why you gotta be so He also said he had dirt on me. I did a couple things that I regret. Um... Anyway, and now my sister's middle school experience. For context, my sister's 11 years older than me, so this was a long time ago, back when the school was still brand new. A lot of reasons I miss John Muir and don't, and like, was because at lunch, Dude, they had they... vending machines. They had vending machines oh. available to the students. They had chips, beef, jerky. The most popular thing there was a soda vending machine too. It was mostly juice, but it, they had Gatorade and shit in there. They had fucking Welch's. And during PE, they even sold the PE teachers sold candy and shit. They sold the, Propel water. Damn, that was a, that must have been a fat I love the barbecue. Anyway, so so let's flashback. Um, flashback. Uh, how long would it be? Like fifteen years, almost actually. Probably 12, 15 years. My sister's in uh, middle school. Okay, you know it's or it's it's some it's sometime in the two thousands. You know, I'm still a widow, widow baby who's like running around shitting his diaper and such. And my and my sister goes into middle school. Actually, no, actually, she went into middle school as soon as I was born because you know eleven years thing. Um, so she goes. She she's going to middle school. She gets a PE teacher. It's a guy because you know they still they didn't have uh they you know it's not a guy not the Wait, guy, the guy? It, if the guy if the guy was the like guy? a PE teacher who my sister had he would be a, I would the not guy? like the guy I'm gonna explain why I'm gonna explain why this guy was kind of a weirdo one is that he was really harsh towards kids super harsh he was so harsh he made my sister like straight up cry multiple occasions and my mom hated him for it. Because, like, you know, he's, he's just a bitch teacher. Second was that he always watched the girls' cha- he always watched the girls' changing room. Because in my PE school, there's, like, um in the PE locker rooms, basically, like, the PE teachers have, like, an office in, like, between the girls' and the boys' locker rooms. It separates them. And there's, there's a big wall, and there's an office where, like, you take the stairs and you go up. Oh, my God. I just, I just remembered something Let me keep talking. It made me so... Better. So on this, on this, there's windows that you there's windows in the offices that you could, that that can be used to look down into the locker rooms. You can see everything. You can even see over the showers. This guy 
would always spend his time watching the girls' locker room. All the girls change and shower. Sound creepy enough? Even worse. Yeah. After my sister left that school, after the guy made him cry, she found out literally a year later in high school, like fucking freshman year, the guy gets on, the guy hits the news. He's on the news. You know, we read, you know, she, my sister's reading the paper. She, the guy's on the news. Do you want to know why he's on the news? He, he sexually assaulted five different girls who all came out. Yeah. Oh, he called him up to detention and he would sexually assault them because in the, P- the teacher's locker room, there was a storage room in the very back of the P- teacher's office that could be locked from the inside. I've actually been in there before, at, much longer after this, after the guy was fired and arrested and all that type of stuff. But I've actually been in there. It's actually quite nice because they the P the the, the the P teachers, the current P teachers, at least the ones that from my middle school years, they turn it from a storage room and they basically turn it into like a living room. They put a couch and like a, a an old TV from like the teachers' break room in there, and like whenever that whenever there's like whenever they're like resting, like say for lunch, like sometimes like the some of the kids from like some of like the the kids from like the sports teams will come over for lunch and they'll sit down on the couch and they'll like eat food and watch TV with the PE teachers. It's pretty cool. Um, I never got to do that though, but damn that, that that's way cooler than what actually what, what took place, you know, you know, 15 years prior, actually 12, 15. 15 to, 12 to 15 years ago, I, I think is around the time. Yeah. It, it was, it was, my sister told me about him because when I went to PE, she asked if like the, if like this PE teacher was still in and, and I was like, no, I never heard of him. There's these two teachers, you know, one guy with the German name, the other guy with a not so German name. I'll just refer to them as that, not their actual names. So, so the, the the sad memory that I just remembered was I remember one time I believe it was oh in boy. seventh grade. Um, I had a, I had to take a shit, but the bathrooms that were near the stairs were locked. Like, did you shit yourself? They, they were they used to be always locked, but now they're periodically. No, no, no. I was so I was headed to the bathroom. I didn't. It wasn't really an emergency, but they let me go. And then um, like I was going, and then I hear someone like call out my name, like like through the PE fence, and I'm like, what the hell? Oh. And guess who it is? Your brother. Just guess. That little shit you were talking no. about earlier, the one who like thought he was hot shit and a thug. Uh, that no. girl who stabbed you with a pencil. The teacher. No. It was the other side of the outside. The what I mean by that was there was like a gate on one side, and there was like a fence, and on the other side of that fence was where people would enter, you know, to attend their PE classes. And so, your guess mom? who it was? I'm not joking about that. I'm not gonna. I'm, I was no. making a your mom joke. Um. Come on, you, you? can guess. It's like the easiest answer. Me? No. 
Obama? No, you fucking. It, it, oh Obama my god, it was your crush. It was my crush. The black girl? Did you mention that she was black? Okay, yeah, she was black. I don't think I ever did. Goldie has been forever. But, but audience, I, the podcast episode still hasn't been uploaded, but I'm going to say it now. Don't say your name. My don't crush wasn't. Those types, mean those, those types of black girls. We we all know them. People who the, the girls who oh, drink brace, Jesus. They bring hot cheetos the, like, in. They're like they're like they're like the they're like the beta and, and and they always bring fucking some kind of burger place in the morning. Sometimes with them, ever ever so rarely they'd have Starbucks. Can oh, you I really quickly say this you right now? When what? So yeah, she was on the other side of the fence. But like the thing was, this was long before, before the conflict of where she told me she knew disappeared. And then she just kind of, you, she kind of dipped. She kind of dipped, and like so, and then then we just she wasn't, she wasn't a P P outfit, and you know we just kind of just talked for a little bit and just had a little laugh. And then she went, then she went to do her P, and then I just went to the bathroom, and then went back, and usually sometimes. Periodically, I'd go to the bathroom to check if we'd have like the same altercation because you know I liked it. So, so yeah, but ever so rarely it would happen. I mean, I think it happened two, two more times until it just kind of ceased. So, yeah, that was a sad, sad memory. Let me say, let me say, about my rose. Exiting the building I was in, if you go forward and then go right, there was a random building in the middle, a middle of like a place, and that was originally used for music. But my brother, you ever check into the band room? My music teacher left. Goldie, who was who was really yelly. So then that room was surrendered to, I believe, the boys and girls club. Where usually sometimes during the uh, during the week they'd open that room, let students in. It was free, by the way. It was free, and they were allowed to enter to just do. They had a Wii in there. They had monitors where you could play games. They had a three D printer. Yeah, and they had a projector too, so the games would be really based. So yeah, I went in there like a couple of times. That's where I met. That's where like I started talking more with my uh friend Miles, who I'd uh, never, who I never interacted with after this. I really miss him. He was really cool. He was really cool. I miss him. He was in sixth grade. I was in seventh, so that was kind of weird. We just, but we still like interacted with each other. And that that whole friendship kind of led into some some this situation. Now don't laugh. Don't laugh, listeners. But there was a situation where I was waiting for my parents. So was Miles. We were just, you know, talking to each other about our, about our, about our characters and shit. And then this one kid came up and started, or this one girl started talking about, started shit talking me. So I talked, so I talked back at her. Uh, her brother came and he, he was in sixth. They were both in sixth grade, mind you. And I got socked in the face. I got straight up clocked 
by a sixth grader. And you know what? Full disclosure, it hurt. Being punched hurts in general. Even if it was from a tiny little baby, I was a yeah. I'm gonna tell you this right now. No matter where you are, being punched in the face like hurts because it's your head there. You're gonna have a headache. Yeah, and he fucking punched me and it hurt. And you know I can't do anything. Who who are they gonna believe? Seventh graders who are known to be who are known to lie. Or the little innocent little baby fresh out of fifth grade, sixth graders. So yeah, we, we both got in trouble for it. I forgot what his punishment was. I forgot what my punishment was. But yeah, so I didn't really interact with Miles after that because I couldn't really find him around the school. So I could only assume is that that little sixth grader had brought his hitmen to eliminate Miles. So how <laughs> about I talk about, um, we've talked about your woes with your crush. How about I talk about woes with my crush, middle school? I did have. I said well, I didn't have that didn't many, have but it doesn't mean I didn't first. have none. Of course, I had some. When was this? Uh, that's a Asian girl. Um, well, she's the most recent one I've really had. Yeah, she was Asian. I'll, I'll just say that so you can imagine. She was like a kind of darker skin Asian. Think like uh Burma, or uh, think like Southeast Asia, not really like China or Japan, kind of. You know, a bit tanned. It's really, really nice looking. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty nice personality from what I've heard from her friends. One, one, one of like one person who was her friends. I'm still keeping contact with. Uh, uh, she, uh, she. Well, I remember one time. Uh, I'll go. I'll go later to the story. She... My crush had a lot of personality. Oh, uh, the like, that was the thing that was like different God. for me. You see, because people Both thought I was gay, things. you know, throughout middle school. Did you ever like? Post the audio, by the way, of my rant about my whole woes with the the the, the people thinking I was gay. Your episode I, of Dark Age, no, you because you still haven't sent it. To fine, me. I'll really quickly uh, change it while it. while I talk about the woes. So anyway, um, people think I was gay, and this kind of had tr- this gave me trouble, like with relationships, um, because people wouldn't really t- wouldn't really think that I was um. Actually, looking for a serious relationship. Sometimes I was, so there were times I wasn't. But, um... Anyway, this... Uh, I do strat up with this girl sometime, sometimes, because, you know, I'm in the class with her. Um... Uh, I guess I because guess I was used to this, because um, people kind of avoided me in general. But, you know, looking about it now... I think Probably. They thought they were gonna I mean, you. in fourth grade, remember that kid who said he humped me? Well, he came out again saying that I molested him. Uh, I I, I didn't know what molesting meant, so I just kept saying, to "Teacher, I don't know what molesting meant. I was just having fun. I was playing." Which I think might have incriminated myself. If somebody, if somebody, if you accuse somebody of molesting and their response is, I was just having fun, um, that's really suspicious. Yeah, that, that yeah, I think, yeah. So, I, so, so, because they're gay, I guess they never got the hint, but I also didn't get the hint that she probably wasn't really into me because she always kind of like avoided me. Like I said, most people did. Uh, the few people who didn't, I kind of struggled friendships with. So, 
fast forward to sometime sixth grade, uh, so I'm talk- we're talking with kids about a crush, and I casually blurt out that, like, I had a crush on her, and one of the kids was like, what? I thought you were gay. Let me go tell her. And I see in horror, I, 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 do- I can't stop him, because I'm, like, too shy to do it, because I'm too shy to go near her. I see him go up to the girl, point at me, and I just see her face just turn to absolute horror as she, like, turns around and gags. And that's the point when I realized, oh, fuck. And she just, like, goes away, and, like, the, the bell rings, and I'm gone. And she doesn't appear for class. Like, she skipped class that, that time. It was near the end of the year. I didn't, I didn't go in any Ooh, hurts, man. I didn't go any class with her. You want to know what really just... You know what really punched me in the... You know what punched me... You got out easy. Me? You know what punched me really hard in the gut, though? Remember that friend I talked earlier who I still keep in contact with? You know, who actually was with that crush? Uh, I had actually mentioned that... um, I had actually mentioned my crush with her before, with that friend. One time we were talking. um, And she talks to me uh, saying that she remembers being there because she was, like, standing right next to her when when the whole situation went down. Should I just, like, I'll just call her my crush and I'll call my friend a blonde girl because she's blonde. So, blonde girl tells me, yeah, I was I was next to your crush. Um, and I remember uh, escorting her to the bathroom because she had to go to the bathroom. And she literally vomited in the toilet. Which really, like, just kind of saddened me. Because, like, the fact that people were that disgusted at the thought of, like, that a girl was disgusted at that much of the thought of, like, me liking them that they actually vomited. I, I just I just went to bed that night feeling hollow. It was just awful. I usually like to take an optimistic approach. So, I th- so like... Whenever something bad happens, I try to take an optimistic kind of look at it. And I think the optimistic look that I've seen about it now is that I've kindly gotten to the point where girls have flirted at me. You want, do, do you want, do you want to the biggest ego? And that's why I'm going to believe all men should... Do you want to know what, do you want to know what the biggest ego boost for me was? Like, especially after this event? Sometime a few, like about a year or two ago, I very vividly remember, like when we were on the highway. Like my parents were like, were like, uh, we're like driving somewhere on the highway. I think we were driving to like Ontario or something to pick somebody up. I think it was my sister. And my dad, he looks over and he looks at a car behind us and he says, "Hey, look, look over there, look over there." And I look over and I see a car. And it's like a similar family driving, except there's like a girl, there's like two girls in the back seat, and they're just waving at me and they're smiling. And I was like, wow, that's pretty nice. I mean, I do look pretty, I'm going to be honest, I look a lot better from a distance than I do um, up close. I kind of, Bitches love guys, boys with glasses. And as I learned, people who look angry. Oh, that's just... And trust me, my first girlfriend really hammered that in. And I told her, you're kind of fucking discouraging me. But she just fucking continued. And then I realized that wasn't a real relationship. I'm about to cry while listening to Drunk Again by Real Big Fish. Which I really like. Uh, shout, shout out to Real Big Fish. Right, what do you want me to convert the MP4 file? MP3? 
Alright, uh, yeah, audio cue scale volume. Change the audio volume. Huh? What'd you say? What? Yeah, well, say Hello? what? What'd you say? Something about what? You said something. I don't know, you just said something. They missed you. There you go, greenbeeinventing.mp4. So yeah, gentlemen, you're you're probably asking yourself, "Hey, hey, Goldie One Hundred, screw it!" Didn't explain the future mentality. What the future mentality was, and so the future mentality is the mentality of has anyone? Everyone knows the rapper Future, right? And there's a lot of pictures and of him, and one of the pictures was him on a subway reading a book titled Why Women Deserve Less. Why Women Deserve so People have kind of adopted him as a as a just icon of you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll just define it in one word. The bitches ain't shit mentality. That woman only drag you down and they only toy with you. And that's why I'm afraid to really fall in love in this world. Because of, pe- of the girls with OnlyFans. People who think it's okay to cheat. And that the men are you know, evil those... for despising them for cheating. Look, and look, like, look. oh, you can I'm handle gonna... me if you can handle little cheating. I hate the fact that it's, they're trying to make it so fucking commonplace. It's so stupid. So, that's why I look, should look, look. maybe start thinking that. Because all women are today, they're being fucking online. I don't fucking care that you're making look, money off of you, years. Years of feminism stop, now. Stop the only way a woman can get a house look, look. at eighteen has its own goods is only, is only to sell it's, their it's body online. And I explained to my mother, and my mother agreed with me that all women. That old women are being forced currently, and how they think cheating is okay. And I and I despise the hollow men that agree with this, that agree with it, and have the girls have OnlyFans and cheat on them because they're weak and spineless, soulless little worms of human beings. Look, look, look. this don't blame the feminism. Trust garbage. me, it's not feminism to blame. I've, I've, I, you fall into this mentality before. First thing off, relationships have always been and will always be a co-op thing. If one person is employing their own way to the relationship, now, 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 gentlemen in the audience, I know what you're gonna say. Old G. Gordon has gone off the look, rails. Look, look, you're He's not starting to sound like an incel. And I don't Gold. hate women. There's a lot of Goldie Paladin is a really racist woman. I like. <laughs> and you like your I woman cooking? Mix. I liked my. Oh god! So I look, look, look. The woman who, the what type of woman who you're talking about? That you can't handle. Look, look. The type of woman you're talking about. The I can't. Fuck Now you see proof that I was down bad in six in six through seven was that I was so down bad that I I when I joined their friend group I joined in on I joined in on their Cuphead fan fiction. 
full disclosure, I'll admit it here on video, on tape, that I, I can't Golden you, I 100, can't screw it, G. Gordon Godfrey, I admit that I am that I was down bad through those days. What? And you know, and then I realized something. My art was so shit compared to my the old friend that I'm in contact with now and my crush. My crush was so I have really vague memories of elementary school. And I remember I remember um I remember how my crush like before the whole ordeal of becoming friends with Angelica and having any friends at all. She would usually just sit with her with her hood up and just read a how to draw manga book and just draw her in her own notebook with her own thoughts. And I made the connection that, that that lady was her because, you know, they both had the same facial structure. They were both black. Yeah. And and she had really good art. She shame damn shame that she used it for um used it for Cuphead art of their own original characters, by the way. And so, and so, yeah. Can I, can I so, just yeah, tell you something really so quickly? Bad. I was super down bad. Before, before and you then, and, then, and back before, in those days, I want you to remember something. That's when I first I started my original concept. I, I was originally going to start with the One Up Boy, which, uh, which I've had on the podcast before. Um, And I was originally going to start something with them. My own original concept, not anything else. And yeah, I I brought him in on that, but sadly I had to um had to leave the school for it. It it was kind of a it was, it was called Dee Dee's Dungeons, and it was about it was about you know a woman who traps people and is forced they are forced to play like a weird Dungeons and Dragons cult. And now I have better ideas for that franchise. I might. I mean, I, 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 I do want to. We could definitely try Dungeons friend, and Dragons. The friend I was originally going to start it with. One of um, and after recently watching all the Saw films, I think I have better. Anyway, ideas can now I just really quickly take you back to when you? Oh, you about the Saw franchise. All oh, that plot twist at the end. Spoilers. Spoiler alert here on out for most of the Saw films. Dr. Lawrence Gordon was the traitor at the end. And I, I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, I thought that man died like trying to go get help. You know, he cut off his own foot. He ain't gonna make it. But no, he managed to find a hot pipe and cauterize his foot wound. And and then Jigsaw came and saved him. And he was organizing the traps from there on out. Amanda thought she was organizing the traps. Hoffman thought she was organizing the traps. No. Lawrence was pulling the strings from the shadows the entire time. Can I really quickly uh, go on back and I say that your rant today. about women and feminism is not the feminism that's ruined it much. It's the fem cells. I'm afraid to... Look, I'm don't be afraid, afraid to follow women. Group, not many women... There's, there definitely are those women, those... Look... Because all of them think... That cheating is okay That's, and being a whore online is okay. If you are if you are my girlfriend and you have an OnlyFans account and or think cheating is okay and reveal that to me, I hope you know you're gonna have to go to the homeless shelter that night because we are done. Go back to your parents' house and talk to them. And I and you need and you know some days some days I think Okay, bro, I fixed a car tire. Fuck you.
Fuck you, I was braised with boomer ideologies more in line. Yeah. You know, I know that I there's mean, only I one thing that I know that you've done that is more boomer than me, and that is my crush. She was really artsy, and that face she made, she just broke me, man. It didn't break. I feel like the sadness I was supposed to be feeling that day is is only hitting me now. All problem, all the old problems are keeping up, aren't they? I have a fucking end here at more. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch something. Thank you for joining us for Primordial Soup Dark Age. I'm, I'm sending you a photo. I accidentally sent the wrong person. I accidentally sent um blonde girl uh, a video of your dad. So yeah, thank you for joining us for the podcast. And don't worry, I'll upload that episode soon enough. And also Green Bean solo episode of Dark Age. I still so, have to say, uh, the woman you who you're talking you. about, the whores, the people who sell themselves on OnlyFans, they've been what around forever. Be. They always will be around. They're, ba- they're, ba- they're, they're incels, is what they're called. They're the same thing as the male version of the incels. They call them femcels, but they're the same thing. And there's just so many people in this world that you're gonna bound to find them. Those bad apples. I think you should look for the good. The the, the, the women who are actually are normal, happy relationships who don't cheat. You'll find plenty of them. I'm finding my own. We're both burned by the scars of old relationships. Help me to sing, cause now I'm grabbing it, I'm my hand, and I'm scared of myself, and now it's all the same, the faces and names, and scared of myself. Thank you for joining us in this episode. I don't care.